Intro. Is this for life? This is for life. Hi, I'm Libby. Hi, I'm Libby. This is the one where we talk about whatever it is that we want. By talking, we just lay some truth bombs. And we challenge people's thinking maybe just a little bit. And challenge our thinking maybe just a little bit. We live in a bus with our two cats, Charlie and Stella. We're here to talk about truth, how it applies to everyone's life and not just our own. Can we open it? Can we open our podcast up like like the Odyssey? What will Libby and Luke talk about next? So we live in a bus. And we're nomads. And we're nomads. Which means that the bus is all we have as far as a home. Like, all of our stuff is in... Well, we have some stuff in storage, but um, that's mainly, like, yeah. your childhood overalls that we want to keep yeah. for when we have a child someday. Because our goal is to have a house one day. Mm-hmm. Our long-term goal isn't to continue to be... To live in a bus. Yeah. You know, it's not... It's fun for while you're young, but, like, I think of my grandparents in their 60s and how they struggled to get around... <laughs> not saying we're struggling to get around anytime soon <laughs> no but. i'm just thinking of like the long-term you know investment i would say that being a nomad is good for you when you're younger or maybe you have more energy uh if you want to do some major growth uh and you're lacking that in your life being a nomad is definitely a way to accelerate that well you can also be a nomad with kids and <clears throat> when you get older like in the 30s and 40s and even into your 60s, 70s, it depends on your quality, how healthy you are and um, yeah, what you prioritize in life. Well, so how old it, are Pam and the Hatfields? We met them in Shenandoah Valley. He said, like your bus, man. Oh, they had the dog no, named Dude. Juanita and, uh, Juanita and um, her husband, Patrick, I think. Yeah. But yeah, no, they live, they have a house though. Yeah, but they're, but they... They told us a story about how when they were young, they they grew up in the hippie area. Oh, so, yeah. So they were like constantly like they lived in a, a van or some sorts, but they were. They didn't uh, even have that. They, they were, were hopping trains. They and were stuff. hopping trains and hopping other people's vans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were like taking like the Greyhound bus across yeah. America and like camping and stuff. But yeah, no, they did that as, as but now they live in a big, nice RV. Yeah. But the, but they, they. Or they have one. They made an investment for themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But we. I wouldn't be opposed to living with kids on the road. It would just prevent, present new challenges. Yeah. Um, we know. Uh, we Yeah. Every time. I love that we, every time someone says, yeah, do this before you have kids. Like I know. Well, well, we, um, fun fact. We actually know a couple doing that did this with six kids. Yeah. They lived in our, they lived in a camper. Yeah. And they're actually nomads. Yeah. They have a house now, but because they've, it's a fixer upper and they're mm-hmm. fixing that up and basically so turning it into a. they still live in a camper. They're turning and, it into like a homestead. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. Um, no, but we... The bus is great for you and I right now. Yeah. But for our kids someday, like, no. it's not doable for no. any... We didn't set it up to have kids in this bus. Um, the, the one thing that we did set our bus up for is if we did accidentally get pregnant and have to have a kid in our bus, we do have space for a baby. Um, one baby. <laughs> one baby. Hopefully but as that twins. kid gets larger... Because, like, our sink... I told Luke, I was like, I want a sink big enough to where if we accidentally get pregnant, I need a sink big enough to give our kid baths. <laughs> yep. And so um, we could possibly do a baby in this bus, but we'd have to 
be in a climate that doesn't get below freezing at night because there, yeah. there's no way of keeping our bus warm at night. Yeah, we also built our bus for warm weather. Mm-hmm. You know, we built yeah. it for summers. We built it for escaping to Florida yeah. and the West Coast and South. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we didn't build this for long term. I, I think also our original plan with this bus, our home on wheels was to, for this to be a guinea pig. We were thinking yeah. we we're going to do a full size bus. And then yeah. once we finished this, we're like, no. Nope. No full size <laughs> bus for us. So that was way too much work. <clears throat> Not that it was too much work. It was just. Well, it's a lot of work if you want to live in it full time. It's a lot of money put into it too. and A lot of people that have buses. We don't really have the skills for building yeah. out. But a lot of people that have like buses, like full length buses, a lot of them already have pieces of property. Right. If you look yeah. at the average person that owns a full length bus, they already have property. And then the people that don't are really struggling to work on it because they don't have anywhere to work on it. Right. The Which bets. we don't have anywhere to work on a full-length size bus. That's why it took it so took us so long to finish our bus. Yeah. Because we were constantly having to move it. Yeah, constantly having to move it. Um, it needed a lot of engine work. We didn't have a garage, so I, I couldn't do any of the engine work myself, even if I wanted to, because we didn't have anywhere to work on it. I didn't have the professional tools. So, yeah, living on wheels presents a lot of challenges, but... We've grown a lot. I learned a lot. I feel the one thing I, the skills that I didn't have before that I feel confident in now are setting up a solar system, you know, a very basic solar system uh, that you can, you can harness the sun and you need zero things to plug into and set yourself up to just have free electricity. It's a, an investment, but it's, you can set yourself up to do that. And I feel confident enough now to do that one day in like a, on a piece of property that we'll have. <clears throat> but no, I think, um, remember when, oh, do you remember our first interaction with people that said we were minimalists? They were boomers. Mm-hmm. We were working on our bus. We, it wasn't finished yet. I don't even think we had a floor yet. You were wearing a black shirt. <clears throat> yeah. And they said, well, we know you're a minimalist because you're wearing a black shirt. And then they said, uh, wow, I'm surprised. And then we had like a roll of foil sitting out. Yeah, we were using foil to, I think we were like putting away food or something and we wrapped something in foil and they yeah. were like, wow, I'm surprised you're using foil as minimalists because minimalists don't, <laughs> don't use, use foil. foil. <laughs> and I was so confused by that. Like, wh- what? <laughs> yeah. It's a, well, I, I know that like, yeah, of course it's bad for the environment. Aluminum doesn't decompose very long i mean that's very very well, well. It, doesn't, it doesn't i don't think it doesn't no it needs to be recycled it doesn't yeah. decompose yeah so anyways no i i love living in the bus i love small spaces it's less to take care of mm-hmm. um i mean we have to clean it every day because it gets dirty easy because we have cats but um well cats is with their dirty little paws walk everywhere they're not dirty. They just use litter and then chuck yeah. the litter everywhere. If I could use get rid of the litter and they just pee in a hole, then I would love that. But could possibly do that. <laughs> yeah, there's use the toilet. There's me- a lot the that toilet you toilet training mechanism thing. There's a lot that we're okay with that we were okay with prior to moving in a bus too. So having I mean, we had to get little... ourselves ready mentally yeah. to live in a small space. How long would you say that took? Probably about a year, six months, six months to a year. We had to get rid of all of our stuff. And we had to get rid of, we had to yeah. get used to having smaller, like less items, smaller wardrobe. Um, yeah. A lot of it was figuring out what do we need? Mm-hmm. So we live, we were already living in a relatively small apartment, like 300 square feet, 500 square feet. Yeah. Something like that. Three, 500 but square we, feet. We had our apartment that we moved from our bus 
into our so we were living in our apartment that was like three to five four hundred square feet something, something like, like that. that and from that apartment we moved into our bus it had a bedroom a bathroom tiny tiny kitchen and a living room and like a, a storage closet two storage closets and um we turned that second storage closet into like a craft room for you because it was so big yeah yeah that was nice i enjoyed that but eventually to prepare ourselves to live into the bus we moved out of, out of our bedroom and we moved all of our stuff into the living room mm, and, and we, we lived and slept in our living room yeah. on the floor and our bedroom was basically somewhere where we were like keeping things that we needed to get rid of so we're like okay we don't need this let's put this in the bedroom and then like the week before we were going to be moving into our bus that we wasn't ready uh we invited a bunch like 30 people over and we just said take what you want out of the well, bedroom we invited like all of our friends out there yeah. to come and say meet the bus to see our our, our new home because um, a lot of people hadn't met him yet and they were curious about like the setup and stuff and to take all of our stuff and give us like financial donations to mm. take like our vacuum that we no longer needed um so we basically said come and get what you want whatever you don't take will be donated, donated and if you want to donate money in exchange that's fine if you don't no worry about it just take it yeah so we wanted to fill needs if someone needed a vacuum then they could have that and if they needed it for free then we were willing to yeah. give it away for free but if they were willing to give money then they could too. the one thing i do notice is that a lot of those people, except for maybe a few, Jordan and Lizzie, uh, that came and saw Smalls are no longer part of our life. And I could pick out those people and I think about conversations I had with them as we were developing our mindset to move into a bus. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have deep conversations because I remember I was just doing a lot of – just a lot of growth. I was forcing myself to grow a lot mindset-wise, rethinking – how we did work because at the time I was working in nine to five and you were working a very comfortable nanny job. We both had comfy jobs. Mm -hmm. So trying to rethink what's comfortable and when you start questioning society and thinking outside the box as far as how you live, you, there's you're just going to think differently than the people around you that are comfortable with where they're at. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people aren't part of our lives anymore. Yeah. And the people that are part of our lives still, they've developed with us. Mm -hmm. Like, I, like obviously, the first people that come to mind are Jordan and Lizzie because they were there. Mm -hmm. They have some of this. <laughs> There's a bowl that they have. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was our bowl. Yeah. I just said, gosh. We literally, after we just talked about that, I need to stop that. <laughs> well. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> uh, I, think about, I think about Jordan and Lizzie mm -hmm. and where they were then and where they are now. Mm -hmm. oh yeah they've grown a lot grown so much and there's other people that have grown a lot too that i can't put my finger on and we don't on people but a lot of those people that were there in that apartment are no longer part of our lives because they stayed where they were at they were comfortable with where they're at mm -hmm. just fine you're either growing or you're dying we'll say this <sighs> over and over and over yeah again. i guess yeah i don't want to say everybody there was dying they're just maybe they grew in a different direction yeah or they died. Uh, yeah you can grow in different directions <clears throat> as friends you don't have to grow with us no <laughs> <laughs> You can yeah. grow somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Go grow somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, so anyways, and another thing that I got, so changing, going further, um, another thing that I, I needed to do to prep to move into a bus was not showering every day. Same. I used to shower every, I remember in high school, I could not go a day without showering. I felt disgusting. And we still know people like that. 
Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, if you have a house and you have the capabilities of showering every day, yeah, sure, I don't, like, I mean, there's pros to not showering every day, and there's health benefits to not showering every day. It's good for your hair and your skin to not constantly shower, because then your skin gets dry, blah, blah, blah. Um, so look up the health benefits of not showering every day. Um, and, um, so I had to get used to not showering every day, and the longest that I've gone not showering every day on the road... Or the longest I've gone without a shower on the road was when we were in Florida. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find a shower. I remember that. And we went 10 days without showering. Two weeks, yeah. Typically, we shower about once a week. but we. Yeah, we try we to shower also, once a week, but we if we need to stretch it, we can. We didn't have there, – There's there aren't any Planet Fitnesses in Florida. We didn't have a membership when oh, we were yeah. in Florida. There are Planet Fitnesses. Okay. Fitness – what a planet? Planet Fitness. Yeah. Yeah, we have that, and that's like twenty four hours, so we could park in their drive their driveway, their parking lot now, if mm-hmm. we wanted to and stuff. So, yeah, a lot of yeah, but typically we like stop there once a week. We could stop at a Planet Fitness probably every day if we wanted to. Um, yeah, no, there's just a lot of things that you have to be okay with, and I think uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and how. They said, like, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing this now. Like, uh, and there, if there's one thing I could say to them, and they finished my sentence, you, you, this, you would tell them don't? I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I wouldn't say don't do this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, discourage anybody from doing this. Anybody that comes to me and says, I want to buy a van, I want to renovate a bus, I want to be a nomad, I want to live out in the woods with nothing but a, my, what, I don't know, <laughs> nothing. A shovel. <laughs> a shovel. To poop. <laughs> uh I'm not going to discourage that. I'm not going to discourage any way of life, but I am going to ask you why. What is your goal in this? Do you think this is going to be healthy for you? Can you, what kind of prep have you done for this? I definitely wouldn't just say, yeah, just go buy. If you're, if you have a house right now and you have a full-time job right now and you are a comfortable, fully furnished apartment, house, whatever, and you decide I'm going to go be like Luke and Liz tomorrow. I'm going to buy a bus and do it right now. Don't do that. There is mental prep. It's definitely a process. You have to prepare yourself mentally, physically, spatially with all your stuff. Mm-hmm. Get rid of all your stuff. So the first thing I would do if you want to live in, in, in a small space or in a bus or on wheels is to get rid of all your shit. <laughs> Just figure out the things that you don't need. Yeah, don't get rid of it all. No. But find out what exactly you need. Like, What I would are your essentials? What can you... Like Luke and I in our bus, we have four forks, four knives, four spoons because... <laughs> two we need sometimes we even eat with the same fork we'll share a fork and we'll eat just as a practice for you know slowing down and eating but it's a fun it's a fun game for spouses yeah it's (laughs) growth (laughs) um no but we each need a fork and if we have friends over usually it's a couple friend Mm -hmm. like friends that are a couple and they take up two forks as well um the one thing that we have a lot of that's over four is mugs Mm. we have a lot of metal oh they're all metal or plastic mugs because the one thing that you could always offer someone is tea <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. or, or a drink in general. Yeah. And, uh, you can invite everybody over and you could, uh, we fit 10 people in that bus before mm-hmm. people, uh, it's a very comfortable space if to you sit can fit five people on our couch. I mean, it's kind of squishy, but you can fit five, four people comfortably on the couch. Yeah. Four people comfortably on the couch. You can fit people have sat on the two floor people at our booth mm-hmm. chair. Someone can sit on the toilet box. That's no longer a toilet box. It's now the cat eating it's still, station. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just, 
it's a very comfortable space. It's probably not the most aesthetically pleasing space, but it's lived in. It is ours. It's cozy. It works and it's cozy. Yeah. yeah. If we li- we could probably live in there right now, it being negative degrees and it would be cozy in there. Yeah. You'd have our buddy heater on constantly, but yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, living on the road, living in a bus is hard. I would say the hardest thing living on a road is finding places to park that you're not going to get in trouble. But even when you're tr- like, like say we have two weddings in Wisconsin in the same oh, yeah. town in there within the same week of each other mm-hmm. it's finding a place for that long to stay yeah. and not get in trouble well the one thing like cracker barrels you can stay at a place overnight. for like one night or maybe two um walmart's you can't stay there for more than one night um and then harvest host which is an app it's a subscription thing you can only stay at someone's property for one night and that's super limited i would say that's like nice hotel status if yeah. you can get a harvest host yeah uh something that we do like people say oh can you do campgrounds and and then they have then people have the realization of like oh wait if you a a a car spot is 30 bucks a night if you multiply a car 30 bucks a night by 30 30 times 30 is three thousand no i'm really bad at math (laughs) unless it has a dollar sign in front of it I think 30 times 30 is just 300. Is it just 300? Mm-hmm. No, oh it's 900. Oh. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because 3 times 3 is 9. Yeah. Oh, duh. So three time, 30 times 30 is 900. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, so it's that's that'd be like $900 a week or a month. Yeah. Just to stay at a camping spot. And, that's, and in Wisconsin, that's a cheap, that's cheap rent. That's cheap. Yeah, so we, but we don't do, do campsites But we do often. campsites. Uh, if we do, for example, if we did have like a, a triple header weekend of a wedding and there was a campsite centralized, yeah. w- I would pay 20, 50 bucks a night to like plug in and just stay there. Yeah. You know, which we have done. Yeah, we've done that. Uh, and that's been nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a spot you come back to to recharge yeah. uh, just well, mentally and physically and uh, camera wise. But no, that's uh, I would say that's a. Uh, it's a, it's, it presents its challenges, but we work around them, which makes us, I would say even makes us more prepared for having a house. Yeah. So we love living on the bus, living on the bus, living on the road in a bus. Um. <laughs> well, uh, we can yeah. get into the, for part two, because there is more to talk about with this is, uh, things like, uh, costs. Like people think like, oh, this oh, is yeah. very costly. Cause you do, I would say like right now we are at a stage of bus life that took a long time where we can save because for the longest time it was, it's renovation, fix, renovation, fix, renovation, mm-hmm. fix, mm-hmm. mechanical, carpentry wise. Like it's always, it's honing everything in to adjust. And now we're like at a point where like everything's comfortable. Everything runs nice. We have a place for everything. I would say we're, which is why I'm excited to to do our trip out west. We leave tomorrow. Yeah, we leave tomorrow. Yeah, so. It's well, a, not tomorrow on this podcast, but we leave tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> as in January seventh. Yeah, we record these podcasts ahead of time. Yeah, because just subjects that we have conversations about. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I? 
Well, I would just say that like financially, like where you can get to a point where you're comfortable, but don't expect immediately when you move into a bus or on wheels or you become a nomad that you're going to have it financially easy yeah. when you first start because there are adjustments you need to make and investments you need to make uh, because if you have less, that means you can't just buy uh, $3 t-shirts from Walmart anymore. You need to buy clothing that's going to last and be durable for long term because you're going to have less so you're going to wear it more mm -hmm. so thinking about those kinds of things um that's a super mediocre thing like that's a duh but things like um you want the longer lasting mechanical piece you don't just want the cheapest thing always go with the thing that's going to last you more miles mm -hmm. um but those things those costs slow down i would say right. yep. i would like to talk about the culture in part two okay but um in separating all those different categories of people <laughs> i think yeah. that would be fun all but, right that wraps uh, up nomads part one this uh be sure to follow at bus names falls for all of our nomad adventures uh broadside visuals is also just us being nomads on the road as business owners and be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and this is the one where we talk have a wonderful day mm -hmm.